Yirmiyahu, chapter 34. In this chapter, beginning at verse number 8, Hadavara Shehayahu Yirmiyahu Me'et Hashem. This is the word that came to Yirmiyahu from God. Acharei Krot HaMelech Tzidkiyahu Brit Et Kol HaAm HaShem Yerushalayim Lekrol HaHem Dror. So King Tzidkiyahu, who as we have commented in the past, is not a wholly bad king. He's a weak king. But here he did a very good thing. He made a proclamation, a covenant with the people, that everybody should free their slaves. Dror is freedom. Proclaim freedom throughout the land. And in verse number 9, So they were told to free their male and female slaves, and they shouldn't keep these slaves permanently. And that's what the Torah says. The Torah, which speaks about slavery, about the Evan Ivri and the Amma Ivriyah, the Hebrew slave, in the 21st chapter of the book of Exodus, makes it very clear. You can work with them maximally six years. At the end of six years, you have to set them free. And in the book of Dvarim, it goes beyond that, not just set them free, but give them gifts upon setting them free so that they won't revert to slavery. They'll be able to live a life of independence. And the people we are told, in verse number 10, Vayishmeuko asarim v'cholaam, that when CTO made this proclamation, entering people into a covenant, the people complied. The people freed their slaves. Very positive. However, in verse number 11, Vayoshuvu acharechein vayoshivu eto avodim v'yet ashvachot asher shuchu chavshim vayich b'shum l'avodim v'lishvachot Afterwards, however, after they freed them, they turned back and they restored the prior situation, and they once again took them as slaves, they forced them to come back and be slaves. So we have a situation where they do the right thing, it's called the covenant, they keep the covenant, but then they break the covenant. And this scenario is the setting for the prophecy of Yirmiyahu in chapter 34. God speaks to Yirmiyahu, Tvar Hashem, in verse number 12, so Yermiel's message is to say to the people, I made a covenant with your fathers when I brought them out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, saying, in the seventh year, it means in the beginning of the seventh year, each of you must let your fellow Hebrew slave that was sold to you, who has served you for six years, set him free. Your fathers did not obey me. And now, now you, you turned around and did the right thing. You did the right thing, and you made a covenant before me. In this temple, you made a covenant. And then, in verse number 16, then you turn back the other way. You profane my name. 
and you profane my name, you forcibly took that back the male and female slaves, and you made them once again your slaves. And then, of course, the chapter goes on to speak of God's anger and the punishment that will take effect. It's important, before we get to the punishment that will take effect, to discuss that very briefly, it's important to remember the language over here is I made a covenant with your ancestors when I took them out of Egypt. What covenant is that referring to? So presumably, the covenant that's referred to over here is the covenant, implicit covenant, in chapter 21 of the book of Exodus. Chapter 21, Viela Mishpatim, begins a long list of laws that were given to the people through Moshe. Chapter 20 is the Ten Commandments. And after the Ten Commandments, the people go to Moshe and say, we are afraid to hear God's voice. Why don't you speak to God and tell us what God wants from us? God says, good idea. Moshe goes up the mountain. And then Moshe is taught many commandments. Chapter 21 and 22 and 23 comes down in 24. And we are told that Moshe wrote down those commandments in a book, in a sefer. And he read it to the people. And the Sefer is called in Exodus, chapter 24, Sefer Habrit, the Book of the Covenant. And the first major and the longest description and discussion in the Book of the Covenant is the beginning of Mishpatim, the beginning of 21, which is all about slavery. So the Book of the Covenant is a set of laws that were given to the people through Moshe. They didn't hear it directly. And the longest discussion, of course, and it makes sense because the people that are being spoken to were the slaves. They were slaves in the land of Egypt. And now the Torah tells us how to treat the slave. The trajectory of the Torah, the Torah does not abolish slavery, but the clear trajectory of the Torah, and the rabbinic tradition took this much farther, is to eliminate slavery. Here we talk about Hebrew slavery. The Torah is more accepting of non-Hebrew slaves, of course, but even there, there is a trajectory in the Bible. In any event, this is the setting of the statement made by God through Yirmiyot to the people, the angry statement about punishment, etc. And it's actually, in a way, very fitting, because this is precisely what Yirmiyot has been complaining about all of these chapters, which is, you have an agreement, you make commitments, and then you break your word. And over here, it's a perfect example of that. You do the right thing, you enter into a covenant, but then you break the covenant. You take the slaves back again. Vatoshivu. Vatoshivu and Vayoshuvu. You went back on your word and you brought back the slaves. And this description of what they did, the angry proclamation beginning in verse 17, You didn't listen. You didn't listen to what I said. Proclaim freedom. I'm going to proclaim freedom. I'm going to give a free hand to the sword and the pestilence and the famine. The triad that we see so many times in the book of Yirmiyahu. And this is an interesting verse for us in verse number 18. The people who violate my covenant who don't fulfill the words of the covenant, 
covenant they made before me, literally cut before me. We have in English a similar expression, to cut a deal. They cut before me. And then, Just like the calf, which they cut in two, so as to pass between the halves. Now the Egel, the Egla, is mentioned in the covenant with Abraham in chapter 15. That those animals were cut in half. But over here, the reference to the Egel, which they cut in half, and it's mentioned as well in verse number 19. The princes of Judah and Jerusalem, the officers, the priests, Ha'ovrim bain betrayo Egel, who walk between the halves of the calf, they will be handed over to their enemy. And it strikes me that the double description of walking between the pieces and the particular animal is the eagle, is the calf, is a queer reference to the episode of the golden calf. The covenant that's being spoken of over here, that's the covenant of Sinai, the rules that were given to Moshe after the Ten Commandments, and Moshe wrote them down in the Book of the Covenant and read them to the people. And the people said, Nasev and Nishma. And then right away Moses goes up the mountain again to bring down the tablets, to build God's house. And as he comes down the mountain, right after he comes, about to come down the mountain, God informs Moshe, the people have made a golden calf. The golden calf, of course, was not just a sin, it's a violation of the covenant. The tablets are the tablets of the covenant. And over here, we have reference to that. The anger over here is a betrayal because there's an agreement, there's an understanding and a trust. We call that a covenant. The people started on the right path, but then they turned back. And they violate the first of the Mishpatim. They violate the book of the covenant. And that's the anger. The anger is the betrayal of the relationship, of walking between the halves of the calf, made betrayer ego. So this story of Tzitkiyahu, the slaves, the freeing of the slaves, and taking them back, is emblematic for Yermio in this chapter of the larger problem of Israel's relationship to God. Yes, there were agreements along the way, but there's the constant backsliding, turning back, and violating the sacred trust.